boy downtown boosie finally back at it again with another great episode i am your host of course i already said downtown boosie this is only bruins i do not know what episode but this episode is brought to you by the one and only black and gold productions llc what up what up and uh sorry for a little bit of a delay the month of december basically right after thanksgiving it's hell for me busy ass schedule um some shit popped off last week was a busy bastard but here we are monday afternoon recording bruins are fucking buzzing i feel like a broken record at this point because jesus christ it's going to be another episode of jerking off the bruins holy shit the boys won't slow down and your boys going to the game tonight bruce cassidy's return shout out to my boy chris cass for hooking me up with some legend passes you are a sick bastard, and I love you, brother. I appreciate it, man, and it's going to be a fun one. I, I wanted to wait till after uh, this game against Vegas to record this episode, but I had to get one out because I'm sure tomorrow I'll be hurting for a squirting, and I will be in no condition to record an episode, especially after uh, I got a long-ass day tomorrow. So here we are, folks, but I'm excited to talk about it next episode, hopefully later this week, if I can get a uh, guest on. Pick up my fucking slack because your boy, your boy is your your boy's been tired. So um, we're gonna we're gonna plug away those. This will be a quickie. Everyone knows I'm good at those. Ahaha, and uh, let, 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 let's get into it. Bruins, they're still one of the best teams in the fucking league, if not the best team in the fucking league. This team is top of the standings. I mean, if you want to look at it like a the league overview, they're technically one point behind New Jersey. So be it. You you guys want that President's Cup? Go for it, baby, because it's all yours, New Jersey, if you want. I don't want to touch that fucking thing. But granted, the Bruins have two games in hand, and they got a tough matchup tonight against Vegas. Vegas has kind of dropped off, at, dropped off as of lately, but the boys haven't. Still, if we look at it real quick, if we look at it real freaking quit oh my god what the hell's going on here what is going on conference what the what the frick so the boys haven't slowed down at all still 14 0 and 0 at home all mark and swayman are playing phenomenal ollie's back from that injury he had a little injury scare when connor clifton fell on him missed a few games maybe two games i want to say maybe a game i don't even remember everything's a blur at this point but the dude hasn't skipped a beat. He let up one goal against Colorado. We made quick work of them. I mean, Jesus, that never felt like a game. That just, it never felt like a game at all. It was just, I felt like it was over from puck drop. Um, Once the Bruins got that first goal, it was just like, good night, Jim Kite, baby. But the team's not friggin' slowing down. It is unreal what's going on here. It, um, 
let me get into this. So I was listening to Felger and Maz the other day, and it was a hot topic. I saw some people talking about it on Twitter, and I can kind of see where Maz was coming from. Maz said uh, earlier or late last week before Saturday's game that uh, when was the last game before? Was it one Tuesday? Yeah, Tuesday, right? I I want to say it was. Excuse me. I want to say it was Tuesday. Um, yeah, Tuesday against the Lightning. That was a three-one win. That was, and then that Saturday, they didn't play till that Saturday against Colorado. And Maz was on the air. They were talking about the Bruins and how they just won't stop winning at home. And I I can understand where he's coming from. He was kind of hoping that the Bruins would finally lose at home and just take you know get. The, the more the Bruins win at home, the bigger the target they have. I mean, there's teams that are going to come into here that, I mean, if not every team already, that want to be the ones who are who who give them their first loss at home, I'm sure. And uh, he was saying, it's like, just lose it against Avalanche. Just lose it against the Avalanche. Get it out of the way. No more distractions. I don't think it's a di- big distraction anyways. I mean, some the, I and like I said at the beginning of this episode, I mean we're already at the beginning, but like I said a few minutes ago, this team, man, uh, it feels like uh, I feel like a broken record at this point. It just like the way they play, the way they respond, it just feels like they could never like every game is winnable. Every game is winnable, and you know I I feel like if any if anything like this Golden Knights game is a tough matchup because Cassidy's return um just I I would say a decent amount of headlines for this game and all eyes will be on this game it's uh so it's gonna it's gonna be a tough one um I mean Golden Knights are 18-7-1 they got 37 points on the season uh like I said they kind of dropped off and so it's going to be but they're they're going to be hungry. Cassidy's definitely going to want to beat the fucking Bruins and give them their first home loss of the season, I'm sure. I mean, goddamn, that guy's probably been fucking looking at this game on the schedule for uh since his, since he probably took the job in Vegas and uh but again, I I'm uh I'm happy I'm happy for him. I'm happy he's doing well and um you know, I just hope that he fucking sucks tonight. But like Back to the whole Felger and Maz thing. So Felger and Maz, they were talking about, yeah, I just want, you know, Felger was more like, I don't care about it. Like, you know, and someone threw out a hypothetical on that show. Like, what if they go 41 and 0 at home? I mean, that that's not going to. And then it draws just a bigger target on their back come playoff time. Like, we obviously all know that's not going to happen. So it's kind of hard to play that hypothetical. But then they were starting to compare it to like the Patriots perfect season uh, almost perfect season and then losing to the Giants. What up, uh, Bobby Bruschi? Losing to the Giants in the, uh, I was about to say Stanley Cup. And, and holy shit, what the fuck is that? Super Bowl. There you go, Boosie. So they were starting to compare it to that, which I just, it's totally, I, I don't know. They were getting a little bit ridiculous. I think they were just kind of reaching for some stuff there. I'm, I, and I, I want to say, like, because some callers did call in. They were like, this, this Bruins team needs to face some adversity. They need to have their backs against the wall. And this team's faced enough adversity as it is already. But start the season, they were without Martian, Grizzly, or McAvoy. Um, 
you had a new coach, a lot of pressure on him. I mean, what, what more adversity, like, can this Bruins team go, like, I they they were without Krejci for a period of time. Every everyone's just done their job. I mean, I don't know. I I thought that was a ridiculous take. I mean, the, do we do you want to see the Bruins and see how they respond to maybe a two or three game losing streak? Sure, but I also don't want to see a two or three game losing streak. And then people are talking about how they're peaking too early and all that bullshit. It's I I think to peak this early on in the season. When you're 23 games into the season, 24 by the time you're listening to this, to peak this early, I, I just don't believe in that. I think I, this Bruins team notoriously goes I like last season. I think it was more so to the start of last season where they were just ice cold, ice cold. Things weren't working out well, and it was just kind of ugly. But then. I forget what part of the season last year. I want to say maybe January, late January, possibly even February. This Bruins team was fucking buzzing and clicking on all cylinders. So, I don't know. Like, this team's going to hit a wall at some point. I, I, I do believe that with the way. But it's <laughs> obviously it's hard to see that right now because you got Linus Allmark, who's one of the hottest goaltenders and I would say the best goaltender in the NHL right now. Um, but it, it is hard. And even when Swayman, he, he gets injured, he had a rough start of the season and he still battles back and he looked great in his last start. Uh, I don't know who's starting tonight against, um, what's their fucking name? Vegas. But I imagine I, I'm imagining it's going to be all Mark, but I don't know. They, they could have probably already announced that. Who the fuck knows? I have no fucking idea. I mean, Linus Allmark, he has a 1.93 goals against average. He has a 9.36 save percentage. Uh, the next closest to him in goals against average is Ilya Sam- Samsonov. I think that's what he goes by now with a 2.09. Uh, he plays for the fraudulent Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and Sorokin, he's right behind. He's four points behind uh, Allmark in the save percentage with 9.32. And. Allmark leads the league and wins with 14, uh, but he's right. Hallibuck's right behind it with uh, and with three shutouts with that as well. I think uh, Allmark only has one. Yeah, Allmark only has one. He should have had his second one Saturday. Kind of let that one in, and that was just eh, whatever. I was really, I was, I was legit about to tweet out to Saturday night watching this game and like, oh, like I didn't want to say it, but I wanted to hint at it on Twitter. And be like, are we? Are we on um, shutout watch? You know, we we had two guys on Hattie watch. Great fucking game. Um, Pasternak keeps getting more expensive every fucking game. Uh, Freddie with two solid goals. That that second goal, unfucking real. Chef's kiss, baby. But I know I'm a little all over the place. I'm playing like big time catch up. I feel like. Also, shout out to my boy Brett for hopping on last week. If you didn't give that one a listen and you're listening to this one, make sure you listen to that one. I know it was a little bit of a long one, but uh, we were snapping it around like crazy, and it was just a great episode. It's always a pleasure having Brett on, and uh, from the old podcast to the new podcast, the dude is a fucking stud, and he knows this shit, and I was just, it was, I was really happy to see him back on the pod waves and to hear that he's doing okay and getting better uh, mentally. Uh, 
physically nothing was wrong with him. Just, you know, deal, we all deal with the mental battles, and I'm really happy for the kid because he's a great guy. Make sure you follow him at the Beehive Pod, the letter B, Hive Pod. Uh, make sure you follow him because he gives great insight and stuff and just a great follow all around. While I'm giving away a shout-out, shout-out to my boy Marky Mark, Mr. Mark Allred. Happy 21st birthday, buddy. Holy shit. You only turned 21 twice, and I am uh, I'm hoping that you had a great one, brother. I know you had a little accident Friday falling down the stairs. It happens. We all get fucked up on our 21st birthday. It all happened. It happens to the best of us. But happy birthday to Mark Allred. Fucking legend. Keep it going. Uh, happy for him. And just happy for the whole B&G team as well while we're this B&G team is just growing rapidly, and it is fun to see getting the credentials for the Bruins game and for, I think, Gail and Benjamin. They got the uh, credentials to cover over at Warrior Ice Arena the other day, Saturday, for the um, Bruins alumni game. And, of course, Chara was right in there. I heard, I saw, I think, Matty Porter uh, tweeted out that Chara tried the Michigan goal. That's hilarious. I wish I could have saw that, but... Yeah, I mean, how can you not be excited about the whole B&G team, the Bruins, everything's clicking right now, and it's just, I mean, feels like nothing can go wrong right now for as a Bruins fan, and I, I'm going to knock on wood because I probably just jinxed us right there, but we can ignore that I just said that. I'm not going to edit that out, but you catch my drift. But back to some more Bruins talk. Um, I mean, I'm not going to break down the games I, f- I don't even remember what was the last game that happened after my last recording I don't remember but I remember me and Brett we were talking about the Bruins PK and the Bruins power play and we were kind of stroking them off and how great of a job they've been doing and they were but then they kind of I mean certainly the PK took a big hit uh, with the when when uh forward Darla's dad uh Got injured, broke his hand, and uh, broke a finger, I believe. And you could see that the Bruins truly did miss him on the power play. Um, Because I think our win against Florida, I think both their goals were on the power play. No, Carolina. It was against Carolina. And that's a team that, I mean, granted, that's a team that they were – they're one of the I got to I got to look it up real quick. They're one of the last place teams in um in the power I think they had one of the worst power plays in the league at the time. Uh right now as I'm looking they've climbed up to 27th, but I think at the time they were 30th. Obviously, we all know they're a better team than that, but games like that that's when you could see that the Bruins were missing forward on the PKs a blocking machine. He eats fucking pucks for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And pregame skates and all that shit. He he's he's a sick fuck, and I'm glad he's back. Um, and he just he plugged right in, and it looked like he never skipped a beat. And the in the PK has um, obviously kind of gotten a little bit better. Uh, they held their own just fine the other night against the Avalanche. Uh, I think the lone goal that, that the Avalanche got was a power play goal, if I remember correctly. No, it was not. You're wrong, Boosie, you dumb piece of shit. Be nicer to yourself, Boosie. But I'm trying to... Um... Whoa. What the hell? Okay, so yeah, Colorado went over 5, and 
Um, against they have the best power play best power play percentage in the league right now. I think as of right now it's at thirty two point five percent. It could have dropped a little bit after that game. Who knows? And, and the Avalanche are a team that they are dealing with many injuries right now. No excuses. We were dealing with injuries, and we didn't skip a beat. Not a big deal. And it's so. Okay, so the, surprisingly, the Bruins power not not surprising that it's it, the second best uh, PK percentage, but for somehow they're behind the San Jose Sharks. I, I'm if if you you heard me correct there if you heard San Jose Sharks I don't I don't watch San Jose San Jose Sharks games uh, Eric Carlson I know is having a hell of a year and maybe my boy Balboni what up Maki Mock Balboni um, he lives in San Jose area ish he's a San Jose Sharks fan and a Boston Bruins fan born and raised in Boston, but I don't know how the San Jose Sharks have the best PK percentage. Maybe uh, Balboni can fill me in on that. Shoot me a DM, brother, because I am uh, as confused as probably all of you guys are, but the Bruins, uh, the Bruins PK has picked it up again. Now that forward is back, um, I'd imagine maybe we'll climb up there a little bit more uh, with our percentage and maybe uh, give the San Jose Sharks a little bit of a uh, battle, I guess, for the first place. I don't know. It doesn't really matter because the Bruins are winning games, and that's all that matters, baby. But this is um, the Bruins. Ooh, what the hell happened here? The Bruins do have a tough schedule coming up. I mean, they kind of already did when they took care of business against against um, took care of business against the Hurricanes. The Black Friday game took care of business against the Lightning. Again, not a big deal. Um. Yeah, they lost to the Panthers on the road. That was their last loss, a five-two game. Whatever, it's in the past. They beat the Avalanche at home, but now upcoming. Well, you'll be hearing this after the game. But Golden Knights, Avalanche, Coyotes. I mean, Coyotes are the Coyotes, but they do go on a little bit of a road trip after tonight. They got the Avalanche first up, Coyotes, Golden Knights, Island, or then they come home for the Islanders. And Islanders are a team that have been playing okay. They don't let up many goals. Uh, but it, it could be a tough little road trip. I mean, Coyotes, I think at one point they were on like a decent little winning streak. And when I say decent little winning streak, it's probably two. I don't know. If you're following the Coyotes, I would, I would question many. I would question you, yeah. Because that, what's there's nothing exciting about that team, and I don't even, I don't even know why they're trying to win. Uh, you got the Seattle Kraken too. I don't even know why they're trying to win. That's a team. I mean, they're an exciting team to watch. Matty Benares is buzzing. We'll see if Shane Shane Wright's a conditioning loan to the AHL team, whatever their fucking name is, just ended. So we'll see if he gets. Uh, Playing time with the Kraken again. It's kind of a weird situation how they're dealing with Shane Wright over there. But the Coyotes, not look. I mean, they're not looking too good, but they're winning a little bit too much. If they want to get Bedard, uh, they're trying to get a new arena too. Um, sounds like that's gonna be pretty promising. But I, I forget how long they're in the Mullet Arena for. I once was it a three-year deal? I forget. But um, 
so the Coyotes game on the road could be a sneaky little one. It could be a sneaky little one because those are the kind of games that I'm, I'd imagine it's hard for the Bruins to get up to us, get up for, especially since they're playing in front of college students, you know, what, 5,000 fans, whatever it is. Um, so that's going to be a tough one. The, but the Bruins, I mean, just looking at this, just looking at the schedule for December, it, it, it's not an easy one, that's for sure. But there's some teams that you can't take too lightly. Uh, looking, you got the Devils at the end of the month twice. Uh, if the Devils stay this hot, then it's def- those are definitely going to be two good games. You got the Jets coming into town, who are a first place team as well. Granted, they're nine points behind, so it's it's going to be a fun month for Bruins hockey to watch because. Everything's clicking right now, um, basically since opening night. Uh, Lynn Holm leads the league in plus-minus at plus 21. He's having a hell of a year. Like I said, Poshnok's getting more and more expensive. He's got 34 points on the season. I mean, how many of them are power play? He's got uh, 16 power play points. And Marshy, he's got 19 points since coming back in 15 games, but... I. 13 of them are on the uh are on the power play and he's voicing his uh frustration with not as many goals on five five on five i mean he's got five power play goals and seven goals on the season and he's been a little bit frustrated that his five on five play but he's coming he's coming back from double hip surgery it's going to take some time i'd imagine by january it's he's really going to ramp it up it's 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 the NHL man, and he's an undersized guy, and he it's gonna take in the way he plays with how how much he uses his hips and how quickly he turns on the dime. Like it's gonna take a little bit. I mean, yeah, he he came back and scored two goals, no problem. But not every game's gonna be like that. He's gonna be just he's gonna get even better later in the season. So that's encouraging to see. And. There's a stat, speaking of the fucking Bruins right now, I got to find this screenshot because I saved it for the other day. This team, someone came out with an article. I got to fucking find it. Did I not fucking screenshot it? Oh my God. I didn't screenshot it. No. Well, I thought I screenshot it, but basically, they were. Um, someone wrote an article. They were doing basically the awards right now if the season were to end, and Allmark was not first. I, I forget who it was. I want to say maybe Sorokin or Samson, Samsonov, someone like that. I don't know, but it was bullshit. I think if the season were to end right now, Allmark would be the clear-cut favorite to win the Venza, Vezina, Vezina, Ven- whatever. You get it. But that doesn't matter to me. I don't. I don't care. I'm sure there's some bonus money in there if they win some awards and all that. But I'm sure that's not something they're worried about. Hockey players are just a different fucking breed when it comes to um. When it comes to 
money and playing and what they're playing for because you see a lot of guys sign these contracts and then they kind of just check out. And I'm not I'm not saying all NHL player. Well, okay, let's get this right. Some NHL players might do that, <clears throat> Jamie Ben, <clears throat> but it's. I feel like a lot of them will still try very hard for their contracts and not kind of cash it in, uh, you know, and it's tough because it's like they sign those contracts and it's all guaranteed money. So it's like it's kind of like baseball as well. But you see it all the time with baseball, but baseball's baseball. That's why the dying sport. I forget why I was even talking about that. Why was I talking about that? Was I talking about pasta and the contract? Speaking of pasta's contract, if that's what I was talking about, holy shit. Um, the, his agent, I forget his agent's name, he gave a little bit of an update. Uh, Nesson, the clickbait stuff that they were doing, said, oh, he gives an update. Um, pasta's agent gives an update on where they stand right now. They don't stand anywhere. It's just ongoing. That's all it is. It's ongoing. There's a lot to um. One thing the Bruins do have that other teams don't have, if he does get to free agency, is or maybe if he does get to the free, I fucking forget. But I'm pretty sure I heard this correctly. I think I heard it on the Morning Brew Pod that they can offer the eighth year, and so it might drop the AAV down, which would be helpful. But he'll make more money with that eighth year and it'll drop the AAV down. I think other teams can only sign him to seven years. I believe I'm not sure I could have heard that wrong on the morning brew. If I did hear that wrong, it's not my fault. It's never my fault. I blame it on uh, Billy Jaffe and Andrew Raycroft. And if I'm wrong about that, they have to come on the podcast and make amends, but Holy shit. Let's get back to this team. I'm trying not to repeat myself as much as I have in past episodes because I, every episode basically so far this season has been a full-on circle jerk with this fucking team. This team is unreal. See, I feel like I say that every episode ten times. Monty doing a hell of a job. I feel like I say that every episode ten times. Everything's going right. Big Dick Nick Felino. Let's talk about him. Hell of a scrap Saturday night. Uncle Nick, man. I don't think he's had a bad game yet. I I don't think he's had a bad game yet. And last time, speaking of bad games. Um, who the fuck is that? Um, last time, we're almost there. We are almost there. I um I said, you know. Before I really buy into this whole Connor Clifton, Cliffy Hockey thing. Uh, because folks know I'm not the biggest fan of him. But he's been shutting me up all season long so far. And I said the 25 game mark. Right around there. Um, I do have a bone to pick with him though. Because he did shave the Fu Manchu. And then the Bruins fucking lost. Uh, so I feel like he kind of lost the locker room there. And I just... I. Th- I feel like you need to put him on the trade block. Not really. If you took that serious, you're a jackass. But he's he's been having a hell of a season. This guy, I mean, he 
uh, we're well tonight will be 24 games so by the time next time i record we'll have 25 games in and so later this week i can give you my I, I guess I can just devote a whole, if he plays two more great games, I can devote a whole fucking episode to him. I will write an apology to him. I will de- be up, be all up in his DMs. I will kiss his ass. But we all know as soon as he has one bad game after those 25 games, then I will be all up in his ass and fucking demanding that he gets traded again. But speaking of, a guy who has one bad game and bad games. I guess if you were really to, and I, I, I feel bad because he's coming back from injury and a torn ACL, but Zaboro, man, he he started off okay. Hasn't looked great. He's had a rough few games and no lineup changes. I do know no lineup changes for tonight, so maybe that does mean all marks starting. I don't know. No lineup changes. Zaboro's the odd man now. Strawman actually got sent down. He got waived. Uh, he was not claimed, so he's down in Providence right now. I wonder what's going to go on with him, because he's a guy who signed on the. He signed his PTO, and he uh, he's obviously chasing a cup. He hasn't won a cup. Of, I don't think he has. I could be totally wrong. I don't know. Didn't follow Strawman's career that close up, but he's a. Uh, He's a guy who's chasing the cup this year, at least this year, though. He, uh, if he's won a Stanley Cup, my bad, but he's chasing. He won, He That's why he signed with the Bruins and put him in a good position. And it, I thought it was kind of weird that you waived him, too, because of how. I shouldn't say how bad you need it because the Bruins defense has been pretty good this year, but you don't have many right handed shots that play defense. So I, I thought it was a little weird. Obviously, you had to clear some cap space to get uh, Big Dick. I guess everyone has a fucking ginormous penis on the Bruins, so I should stop just calling everyone Big Dick. But Darla's dad, Derek Forbort, um, I think. I don't even know the salary cap situation right now. Like I said, since Thanksgiving's happened, it's uh, I've been kind of... I mean, you guys have noticed I haven't been too active on Twitter. I try sometimes. Saturday I was. Um, but I've kind of been all over the place. My mind's been all over the place. Like I said, my mind's been all over the place. I forget why I was saying that. Holy shit. Holy shit. I am so fucking confused right now. But let's, let's reel it back in, Boosie. The Bruins are still a fucking wagon. Just like the first episode and the second episode and the and so on. You know what? How many fucking... Is this episode 12? Is this episode 12? I'll tell you in a second. You guys could probably tell me right now. You guys probably know. Let's see. Yep. Episode 12. 12 straight episodes of this team's in being an absolute fucking wagon. Nothing's changing. I hope they beat the fucking dick off the Vegas, Las Vegas Golden Knights tonight. I hope Eichel eats a dick. I don't know why. I just, Eichel's got a punchable face. I'm glad to see he's healthy and doing well. But I don't know. I just, it, him and his Buffalo days just, uh, excuse me, uh, sour taste in my mouth. I don't know. But it is what it ain't. 
It is what it ain't. But this team's not slowing down, and I'm wondering when the Bruins, if if the Bruins do lose, well, when they do lose a home game, how they're going to respond to that. Um, I'm wondering if they're starting to hear the noise. I, I'm wondering if maybe if they do lose, because the way they're playing at home, it doesn't even look like it's bothering them. They don't even hear the outside noise and all the pressure. Yeah, they broke the record, and that's all. Speaking of records, well, I, I shouldn't say records, but milestone for Jake DeBrusque, 100 goals, 100 career goals. It's a hell of achievement. Hell of achievement. He's been having a hell of a year so far, and I'm happy to see him have a bounce back year. Um, it's definitely encouraging because that's a guy that the Bruins stuck with. They and uh, even him wanting out, and they Monty's just I don't know Monty, the player coach that he is. He's he's doing a great job with these young guys too. Uh. I mean, even Trent Frederick's starting to come around. He's starting to have a, a few good games. I, and you love to see a guy like Trent Frederick finally get it together this season after a slow start. Uh, this third line has been – and since Taylor Hall has dropped down I, – I shouldn't say dropped down, but s- since he's been playing with Coyle and Frederick, he, uh, he had a two-goal game the other night. He's been really responding well to that and – People are asking him about the demotion. He doesn't look at it as a demotion because he's, he said, like he said, he's playing alongside Charlie fucking Coyle, kid, hometown hero. And it's, and I think that was the right move for right now. I would like to see, I would like to see Hall uh, move back up and play with um, Krejci or, you know, even, even Bergeron if there's some injuries or if you got to mix it up. Uh, but the way Zaka's playing right now, it's hard not to put him with Krejci. And they've been playing pasta with Bergey and uh, Bergey and Marciaza lately too. He's been doing a good job at keeping these lines active, and even when they, you know, get a little dry on the five and five, five on five, and they're not clicking like they typically are. Uh, he he's not afraid to juggle lines, and he's not afraid to move Taylor Hall down to the third line and. Um, and, and, and you can see it's working because the way Coyle commands the puck, the way Hall has the speed and Frederick has the size, Char- Coyle and Frederick have the size, but Hall has the speed and play. And may, you can see that players worry about their speed, worries about his speed. So it, it all balances out and it actually works really great together. And I mean, I think I said earlier in the episode, the frigging give and go that, the Charlies had, yeah, the Charlies, the Charlies had together, uh, McAvoy to Coyle, back to McAvoy, and then I thought it was initially a, a, a pass, a backhanded pass that he had to Trent Frederick, but I guess it was a uh, rebound shot, uh, rebound goal for Frederick on the backhander that McAvoy had, but it, it, that whole shift, that whole sequence, I mean, just pure domination, and Speaking of pure domination, Pasta man, two nasty goals. That that pass Marshy had to um that pass Marshy had to Pasta across ice on the power play, unfucking real. How can you stop that? And then the breakaway goal, easier than my ex, like I said. Bada bing, bada boom. So it feels like nothing can go wrong for this Bruins right now. For the Bruins right now, and I don't know why I said that again. So I'm gonna knock on wood again. Um. 
stupid on me. If the Bruins lose, I'll take all. Uh, I'll own up to that. That'll all be on me. But this team can do no wrong. Why did I just say that again? Jesus. But you can see that the Bruins. Something is different about this Bruins team, and we. Uh, I've said it with multiple um, guests on the show before the season even fucking started. That something is in the air with this team. It's like they're playing. It's it's like they know or like they're playing as if it's Krejci, Felino, Bergeron, guys like that last year in the league. Strallman, I guess you can even add him to it too. There's a different purpose behind with this team and a new message, I guess you can say. And it does seem like the message from Cassidy last season got lost at some point because the way this team is responding the way this team is playing, the what you see from this team on behind the B and just little clips here and there, it's just, it's different, man. And it's given off big time 2011 vibes, family vibes. I mean, this, this, um, it, it is, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just the way that, cause it's, it's weird because it, Majority of the team is the same team as last year. It, I don't know. It, it it has to make you wonder that Monty, and obviously we don't see behind closed doors, but whatever he's saying to these players and whatever he's doing, the players are loving it because I I haven't seen these guys so happy. But like it's been, I feel like it's been a little bit since we've seen this team this happy. And obviously, I mean, how can you not be happy when you can't? F- stop fucking winning but just Felino man I mean I think the biggest I shouldn't say the biggest reason behind all this winning stuff but I think one of the biggest takeaways from this season is the way Felino's playing and I want to say yeah he's not he's obviously not Marshy he's not Pasta he's not Lindholm he's not Allmark we we get that but the way he's playing this season and what he brings to the locker room that we were well aware of before even last season, despite him having a terrible season and he knew it, he knew it. So he owned up to it and he's responding great to that season alone. But I think a big part of this Bruins team and the camaraderie. Oh my God. I'm not even going to try to say that word. I just fucking bit my tongue trying to say that the way this team is clicking the way they are off the ice, the way they are on the ice together, I'm 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 gonna give I'm I'm gonna give Felino the stick taps when he deserves it because I think he's a big part of this on the ice in the locker room. You see him fighting guys, you see him on um, behind the B just doing great things for the community, for the team. Um, you saw what he did for Swayman when he got hurt, and he's I think. What Swayman basically said, he's like his long lost son or whatever. He's basically um, gonna about to change his last name to Felino, Jeremy Felino. But that's just it goes to show the kind of guy he is and what he can do for a team. And you can see why he was a captain before. And I'm gonna and I think he's a big reason why this team's responding the way they are. Uh, and obviously, not to take away from Bergeron and stuff like that because. That goes without saying, basically. But when you got guys like Felino who they don't produce, they don't shut down the 
top lines night in and night out like guys like Bergeron who still produces speaking of still producing this guy has only allowed he's had I, I saw this crazy stat that he's played this crazy amount of ice time against the top lines this season and he's only allowed three goals from their top line something like that crazy stat and if this guy doesn't win the selkie again then this league's fucking rigged because no one even touches him this season alone some guys are having great seasons, but the way Bergeron's playing, it's he, regardless. We'll get into that later in the year. But Felino, man, I think he's a big part. I think he's what he's doing for this team. It shouldn't go unnoticed. I obviously we see his play on the ice and how he's playing, and I don't. I I truly don't think he's had a bad game yet. But I think it's more to that. I I, it's just. I think he's the big reason why I can't put my finger on it, but there's just something in the air with this team, man. I love it, man. I'm happy for it. I'm looking forward to doing another episode later this week and breaking down more games and having my fucking shit together and hopefully a co-host, guest, whatever you want to say, um, because I, <laughs> as you guys can tell from this episode, I need the fucking help. Holy shnikes. But... We'll see. I mean, it could be a totally different story after these next two games. Hopefully fucking not. But I wouldn't mind seeing this team get a two or three game losing streak and see how they respond after that. Granted, I don't want that to start tonight, but it's got to start at some point, eh? But with that, folks, I'm going to wrap up this episode because I got a Bruins game to go to. And I don't think I should do any more talking with the way this episode is gone. A little rusty. A little rattled. I'm in my own head, but it's okay. This will wrap up episode 12 of Only Bruins. Uh, before I actually have my send-off, because this is the first time I've spoke since the whole Movember mo- movement, I want to thank everyone who donated, shared, um, donated and shared uh, to my Movember movement for my dad, obviously. You guys were a huge part of that, especially uh, Mark and the whole BNG team pushing it, donating. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed to, to everyone. I, you know, I wish I tried to send out messages to everyone, um, thanking them. Uh, to the guys I play in the beer league with, they've been nothing but great guys to me. They shared it, they donated. And because of all you great folks, I was able to surpass my goal of 2,500 and I actually reached 3K, 3,000 fucking dollars. So you know what that means. Next year's goal is $3,000, folks. And I appreciate you guys more than you'll ever understand that just the shares alone, the donations alone. I mean, I have even met a lot of you. you So many of you just donated crazy amount of money and shared and just helped for a great cause. And... Um, I might be a stranger to some of you guys, but I truly appreciate it. Um, it just goes to show that there are plenty of good people in this world. And I'm very happy and thankful for you guys. So thank you. Um, yeah, thank you. But with that, that's going to wrap up this episode. Episode numero 12 of Only Bruins. Folks, let's have a great week. Monday afternoon We got a few games to look forward to Let's hope the Bruins stay hot Let's hope I get hot Because this was rough But ladies and gentlemen Until next time It's 
stay hot. I love you all. Peace.